we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, welcome to this week's episode of The Criticast. The name is Larry, and it's such an absolute pleasure being with you for yet another episode of exciting banter and talk and all that other things. And uh, coming up a little bit later, I'm going to talk about mental health because uh, the 10th of October was World Mental Health Day. And then uh, later on, I'll be talking about you know, something that's a bit related, dealing with a partner who's depressed and that sort of thing. So, yeah, first of all, the big story this week, of course, is uh, Professor Jonathan Moyer's uh, corruption case. Uh, apparently, the Zimbabwe uh, Anti-Corruption Commission officials tried to get him arrested and that sort of thing. He's been on a rant all weekend. Yada, yada, yada. You know, I've been ignoring that because I'm, I'm staying on, on script when it comes to myself. And, you know, I'm just ignoring the politics of the day because you just don't move anywhere uh, they're always toing and froing and you know whatever the case may be and they just stop you from whatever you're doing with your life and uh, people say oh, i should care about corruption and so forth but when at what point did someone who was in government ever get arrested and convicted for, co- for corruption think about that oh uh, think about it oh wait no you can't think of any right yeah didn't happen that's it so it is what it is it's it's all it's all it's all getting caught up in the matrix and I just, yeah, it, it, yeah no no it's not for me and um still speaking of politics i watched the debate between uh what is this uh the big turd what is the big douche and the turd sandwich that's what they called on uh what's this on uh south park the big douche being donald trump and the turd sandwich being um, Hillary Clinton, and it was the most horrible thing. I'd hate to be American right now because whatever you vote for, it is screwed. It's whatever. It's just like whichever way. It's just, yeah, yeah, you know. And I can, you know what? I can actually understand why some young people would vote for uh, Donald Trump. He just sounds like an everyday guy. And what they're thinking is like, you know, we've gotten a lot of this other stuff happening. You know, with. Where the kind of politics that's been there on the day, on the day, the establishment and so forth, they're just tired. And that's what it is. Uh, what else happened this week? Uh, the sad news came out. Uh, the the lady who accused um, uh, current president Jacob Zuma in two thousand and five, when he wasn't president, of uh, rape, unfortunately passed away. She was only known as Quezi, and her family called her a beautiful soul and a deep soul and that sort of thing. So rest in peace, Quezi. Uh, coming up this week, Charles Manucci uh, fights against Jose Agustin Ferra at the Rainbow Towers Hotel and Conference Center in a non, uh, what you call it, a non-title bout. Uh, apparently, from my sources, a lot of the other fighters uh, didn't want to come to Zimbabwe because of the whole sanctions thing. So they would want to come to Zimbabwe, but their governments would be like, no, you can't go there. That's just, yeah, it's just sad. What else happening? Winky D launched his album and in launching his album told uh, Oskid, sue me if there's a breach of contract. So he says, you know what, you know, Oskid is upset because Winky D took off all the tags 
uh, which, uh, you know, you know, that Oski type of situation. So he's upset. And Wicked D is like, there's no, there's no issue. I don't know what he's talking about. If he's got a problem, take it to court. And, you know, feelings are getting caught and that sort of thing. Uh, the fascinating thing was what uh, Winky D was wearing. There's always going to be that guy who does this sort of thing. You know what I mean? He's wearing the extraterrestrial type of outfit and that sort of thing. I was just like, yeah, okay. Weed is bad. Weed is bad. And finally, science is telling us that the human lifespan have, may have been reached. That means human beings can no longer live longer than they live now. So since, uh, what's his name? Cla- Clamont, that was his name. So I think her name was. In 1990-something, it was my 96, 97, she passed away. 98, she passed away. Uh, she was the world's oldest woman. She was at 122. They're saying human beings will probably not live a lot longer than that, no matter how great the science becomes. But they may be able to break the barriers. So it is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. 125. I don't know if I want to get that far, though. Because... All your friends are gone, aren't they? The name is Larry, and you're listening to the Criticast. So, as I said earlier, uh, World Health... Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> World Mental Health Day was the 10th of October. This is uh, this Monday. And, uh, yeah, there's so many issues around mental health are not understood. And one of the key things is, like, people think it's something that you need to be ashamed of and that sort of thing. And, and the day is essentially about, uh, what you call it, uh, creating an information and awareness around mental health issues. For example, I think one of the things that is uh, often misunderstood about mental health issues, I'm going to get into it a little bit later, but what is more often misunderstood is many think just because someone has got a mental health issue, they're necessarily going to be violent. I just, I, I just I don't know. They just think if, in fact, if somebody's doing something crazy, they just think, oh, crazy is not the right word to use that. If somebody's doing something that is unconventional, it's always thought it's a mental health issue. But the thing is, what, what, what people don't realize is that mental health issues are actually more common than most people think. One in six adults globally has had a common mental health problem in the last uh, week. And that's a fundamental issue. And so each year, uh, what you call it, since 1992, the World Health Federation of Mental Health has celebrated World Health uh, Mental Health Day. And this year's, uh, what you call it, uh, theme is Psychology First Aid. And according to the World Health Organization's efforts in support of, uh, of the day will focus on basic, pragmatic, psychological support by people who find themselves in a helping role, whether they're health staff, teachers, firemen, because community workers or police officers, uh, despite its name, psychology first, psychological first aid rather, covers both a psychological and social support. Now, the thing is, the World Health Organization also says if we don't act urgently uh, by 2030, depression will be at 
the leading illness globally as we go towards uh, a different types of lifestyle and that, that sort of thing. Twitter users on the day, if you want to go online, we're using the hashtag, uh, hashtag glitch to uh, share stories of mental health to promote the day uh, this year. Uh, and uh, more often than not, the misunderstanding, as I said, around it is the fact that uh, there's no real ownership of it. It's, it's often seen as something you should be like excessively ashamed of. We think, of course, because I've got a mental health problem, and then there's something particularly uh, dangerous about me or particularly wrong with me. And yet, uh, I, I was looking at a post by Erin Stickler today, a friend of mine. She's like, you've got to own it like someone who's got diabetes. It's a condition that you have. And, uh, you know, I, w- I was looking at uh, something from the UK's Mental Health Foundation and lists some of the things that can help you deal with them. Um, with mental issues, uh, 10 of them being talk about your feelings, exercise, eat well, drink sensibly, keep in touch with loved ones, ask for help, take a break, do something you're good at, accept who you are and care for others. And those are fundamental things in as far as that, and that is concerned. But you can only get to this place when you take ownership of the illness, when you say, you know, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I've got a mental health issue. And also, one key thing, as I think a lot of people are quick to, cons- to, to diagnose, to self-diagnose as having mental health issues, when you're just having a, a stressful situation that you find yourself with, or sometimes they think that I'm depressed when you're just really just upset. So I think there's a lot of things to be, to be, to, to be learned around this. And uh, on the other side, I'm going to talk about, particularly in relationships, how you can assist your partner in as far as mental health conditions are concerned. And I'm talking specifically about depression, how you can help your partner during a depression period. The name is Larry, you're listening to the Criticast, and in the final segment we're going to talk about uh, how you can assist your partner when they're dealing with uh, depression and that sort of thing. Now, of course, uh, more often than not, and it's one of the most difficult things uh, to come across, one as a spouse who has depression can put a strain on the relationship, uh, living with a depressed partner, especially if you're living with them, uh, who is often unhappy, critical, negative, isn't easy. At the same time, it may also be hard to to persuade uh, your partner to get help. You know what I mean? So depression varies uh, tremendously as far as severity is concerned, but there's many behavioral impacts that can profoundly affect all significant relationships. Now, what I'm going to talk about right now is a couple of steps that can help you to deal and support uh, your partner during a depression period. Uh, you know, you know, sometimes the situation is so difficult and it can be it can break down because there's a lack of understanding on both parties, or at least on the party that is not going through uh, the depression period. Because when somebody's in a, a position of depression, they don't know the way out and what they need more than anything else is uh, support. So here are tips um, tips and advice that one uh, spouse ca- can deal with and, or that can use when it comes to, to, have, to, to dealing with somebody who's got depression. First of all, you're trying to stay on the same team. Remember that one enemy that you have in the relationship is the illness. Without the illness, you're happy. 
So take up or uh, team up to tackle the depression together, rather than allowing to drive, drive to use it to drive a, a marriage apart. Uh, secondly, don't get bogged down in the stigma or angry feelings. You know, dealing with a partner's depression can uh, you know provoke anger sometimes, and it can also provoke resentment, especially if one uh, one spouse is often making excuses for loved ones' uh, social absences, or so if some household responsibilities might need to be temporarily you know. Uh, shifted or left out and that sort of thing help your spouse get a proper diagnosis and treatment so sometimes you might sit back at home and convince convince each other that this is the condition and you might probably go on to google and so forth and you start telling each other and selling each other dreams you start thinking this is what the topic topic and that sort of this is what you're dealing with and i think one of the things in as far as dealing with this comfort you need to reassure your partner that you love them so you start off by saying i love you but i hate watching you suffer you know that's how you got to talk about it Depression is a common problem, and you shouldn't be ashamed of having it. So let's find out more about this illness together. So this is all part of the first thing I talked about. Remember that when I talked about the fact that you need to attack that enemy as a united front. So finding out about it, both of you together, and and as much as possible, uh, discovering it together helps you. And as far as, as far as that is concerned, and then also show receptivity. So you know, encourage dep- a depressed partner to walk about uh, to talk rather talk about the way that they feel uh, and uh, thinking or what they're acting uh, how why they're acting that way and we'll, and and listen without passing judgment remember sometimes a person in a state of depression is also quite embarrassed about what they're doing they don't understand why they can't get out of this rut uh, you know a depressed might but my partner might question their love for their partner or interest in staying together if there isn't that feeling of receptivity so just understand listen pay attention Offer to go with them to a doctor's visit. It's incredibly helpful to see a depressed patient along with a significant other. And because the the spouse is often a wealth of information or observation. So when the person goes, uh, your, your partner goes to the doctor, they might not say all the things that they've gone through. But you being there... Uh, being able to to fill in the gaps uh, in as far as the experiences are concerned can be in, helpful as far as the general or rather the psycho- psychologist or psychiatrist concerned is concerned and also it can be helpful because sometimes they might feel a little bit embarrassed that they don't remember everything that happened in, with them but just the support that you're there for them and uh, and going with them through all the difficulties that they're going through and uh, filling in the gaps is something that that uh, that can help us give children and teens age appropriate information. So, if you have children, uh, you know you want to. It, it, it sometimes children may not understand why one parent. Uh, is feeling a certain way, but they can sense that something is wrong. So, you know, you might want to uh, find ways to give them what they call age appropriate information. So, you want to go out there and just. Give a, a, a preteen child way too much information, but you must give them, uh, you know, as much as information is concerned to, to help them understand if there's something wrong with mummy or daddy. Be patient with treatment processes. So sometimes, you know, the doctor will tell you that this is going to take uh, six months. And then if it's a bit, a bit, little bit longer, you might want to also be encouraging. In fact, you know, might want to be. Uh, you have to be encouraging your partner. When a spouse has depression, you know, one of the things that is often uh, not understood is that that, that partner is going through the same thing. They, they're trying to figure their way out. You know, depression can lift with time and treatment. And 
you've got to allow the time and treatment to take effect. And finally, understand that depression is, is usually an episodic illness. So it's not, generally not permanent. When a, a spouse has depression, that person goes through a bad period and good ones. So there is sometimes a, the role of cu- cu- uh, for what they call couples therapy. You may have to work to do as a couple to improve your relationship, uh, uh, but this shouldn't, should be done at like separate uh, time when your spouse is feeling better. So you don't really want to go and get couples therapy when everybody's down in the, in, in the doldrum. Uh, in the meantime, also non-depressed spouse, uh, sp- uh, spouses might need to turn to a trusted friend or a therapist for emotional support when feeling overwhelmed and uh, aggravated. So you also need to create your own support system uh, so that, you know, you're not lashing out at your partner when you don't understand what's going on. Because it can weigh down on you. After all, you're only human. And as, uh, But you, you, uh, deep down inside, the reason why you're putting so much effort into this relationship is because you want it to work. And yeah, that's it. Get in touch with me. The email address is info at larryquidirai.com or get in in touch with me via uh, Twitter at Quidirai. Quidirai has got a Y-I at the end. Also, if you don't want to miss an episode of the Quidicast, just go to www.iono.fm. Iono.fm. Just look for Quidicast, K-W-I-R-I-C-A-S-T, and subscribe to the channel RSS feed. Also, go on to iTunes. You can get a, a, a you can subscribe for the Quidicast on iTunes, and you and you'll be you. You get a notification of an episode as soon as it comes out. Catch me on ZFM Stereo on Tuesdays between 6 and 6.30 and between 8.30 and 9 p.m. And also on some weekends between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. on the Classic Breakfast Show. On the same radio station, check your local listings for what what, uh, your frequency is and that sort of thing. Other than that, I say take care of yourself and the people that you love. Where I leave you with the one simple saying, It's easier to destroy than to build. But it's more fun building something. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticals. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?